The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to pick up on a conversation we were having here yesterday, which was ostensibly about trolley numbers. But a couple of people got in touch, more than a couple of people, quite a few people, pointing out that they were on long hospital waiting lists. But these were not public waiting lists. They were waiting lists for private care. That's not something we're necessarily used to. Monaghan-based GP Alona Duffy is with me now. Uh, Alona, is this something you're seeing more of? It is. I suppose, as you say, it is surprised always. Uh, prior to this, the waiting lists were in the public sector, and and there was that sense of inequity whereby if you had private cover, could afford to pay to go privately, you would be seen faster. And now we're actually seeing in some areas where it's nearly slower to go privately, things like MRI scans, because the HSC have bought up a lot of the private slots. It now can be quicker to get that MRI scan done to the public system than it can to the private system. And what other areas? So MRI scans, are there kind of particular specialities as well, whereby oh, there's yeah, pinch totally. points in the private sector? Yeah, the, the, I suppose the pinch points are, are nearly always the same as the ones in the hospital sector, in the public hospital sector, but we're very definitely seeing dermatology. I think many people, if they're suffering from a rash or something that's unsightly, something that's sore, you know, they'll do anything and they'll pay anything to, to get that looked at. And we know that dermatology lists in the HSC system are in the order of probably anything from 18 to 24 months and beyond. So we're talking about maybe waiting two years, whereas previously people would pay and perhaps go and get a once-off consultation while they were waiting to see could something be done. Mm. That's gone by the wayside. Most of the private consultants are now saying their lists are closed, they're not taking new patients. Those who are saying that the earliest will be March. At the moment, we've been ringing around trying to get private dermatology appointments for patients. No hope. Rheumatology, neurology, neurology, so to do with the nerves and and brains and Mm. epilepsy and other things, serious conditions. Again, we know there's a huge shortage of neurologists in general in the country, both in the public and now also in the private sector. So again, we're talking well into 2023 before you can get a private neurology appointment. So what, what's the reason for this? Well, I think, look, part of it is the, the brain drain. We are seeing doctors of all sorts, not only leaving the public system, but leaving the private system. So doctors in general are deciding, you know, this isn't worth doing, I'm leaving it. So that's number one. But I think we're definitely seeing a change. We're seeing people are now presenting, whether part of it is COVID because there's been a delay and things been seen to and, and things being put off. More and more people who are on public waiting lists who are saying, well, look, at, I'll, I'll go privately. So we're probably seeing that extra demand. Um, I think as medicine improves, we can do more. So therefore, we're going to be referring more and patients are going to need those referrals, both privately and publicly. So I think all of that's not helping. And finally, the final other thing is that the National Treatment Purchase Fund is buying up private services, both here and elsewhere like the North. But that has an impact then on the private services that are available to the ordinary patient who comes into us and says, I'd like a private referral. They're not available. And that investment by the National Treatment Purchase Fund, I mean, has that significantly brought down public waiting lists? Well, I don't have data on that, but anecdotally in certain areas um, it is reported from consultant colleagues and and from those who work in the system that yes, it has. And again, we've always had a problem with this, I suppose, in general practice and anybody working in healthcare, that instead of investing money into services that will have no long-term kind of value for us, we should be, you know, looking at trying to invest in our public services, hiring new consultants, new Mm. nurses, new physios, as opposed to just paying a once-off fee to reduce a, a, a waiting list. You know, having a waiting list initiative is fine in a short term, but only if that's to get over the hump and that you're doing something to make sure you're not building up waiting lists again in the future and yeah, unfortunately it, we're not doing that. It strikes me as well this is a little bit like kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul that we're 
you know, we're, we're kind of, we're achieving the hallowed uh, kind of ground of equality, but we're doing it by kind of maybe bringing down public waiting lists, but bringing up private waiting lists to meet them. Well, it's short-term gain for long-term pain. So it's the complete opposite of what we, we've talked about, where it should be short-term pain for long-term gain. We're doing the opposite. So we're, we're, we're kind of saying, pay out this money now, but not worry about what happens in the future, because we're worried about, um, the, you know, the, probably the visuals of what a waiting list, uh, you know, what the waiting lists are nationally at the moment, which we know they're probably amongst the highest they've ever been. So there's a pressure to reduce mm. those at no matter what the cost. And given how long those waiting lists are, I assume I, I can probably guess what your answer to this will be, but there might be some listening who think, well, what's the point of me keeping my private health insurance? Look, I think for all of us who work in medicine, we would love that there was a single tier system where there was no need to have private health insurance. Unfortunately, even in those countries where free health care is available to everybody, like the UK, they're also facing their own crisis. And we're seeing more and more people there who are opting to take out private health insurance. So I think it's always going to be something that will be there. But if we're to get it right, we have to invest properly and adequately in our public system to make sure the majority of people can be cared through that way and that they're not having to choose, well, look, am I going to you know, have to use savings to pay to get an MRI scan or to go and see a consultant because I'm afraid to leave it wait any longer on a public system. But now, unfortunately, they don't even have that buyout because they may wait, wait months for that private appointment. All right. Well, listen, Alona, thanks a million for speaking to us. Alona Duffy is a GP based in Monaghan. Stephen McMahon is with us as well uh, of the Irish Patients Association. Uh, Stephen, it's good to talk to you again. I mean, it strikes me as as not much of a, a marker of success to slightly reduce public waiting lists by simply buying up time in private facilities and thereby increasing private waiting lists. Oh, we seem to have lost Stephen there. Listen, we'll get him back up on the line. Uh, but a lot of people getting in touch uh, on this issue already actually becoming more cost effective to fly off and sort yourself and your health in a different country. Public or private here doesn't matter. Care is exactly the same. It is terrible. I'm not sure I would uh, go along uh, with that. I'm, I, I suspect lots of people listening to this show have experienced uh, care in this country and would suggest... It is not terrible, public or private. I mean, that is the consensus uh, from most people would be that once you're in the system, the public system, once you get through that waiting list, the care is second to none. And the people working there are absolutely brilliant. It's the waiting list to get into it in the first place. And private care, I mean, where those waiting lists don't exist, then the experience, and I've experienced, I don't mind saying, I've got private health insurance, like 50% of the country or so, and I've had to rely on it a couple of times for nothing that serious, but every time I've had to rely on it, the care has been brilliant. So listen, I appreciate that is your point of view, that all healthcare in this country is terrible. It's not necessarily an assessment I would agree with. Uh, Stephen is back with us, Stephen McMahon of the Irish Patients Association. Um, Stephen, uh, the, 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 the question I was asking, or rather the point I was putting to you, was that it, it doesn't strike me as much of a marker for success if we're kind of slightly reducing public waiting lists by just buying up all of these time and resources from private hospitals and thereby increasing private waiting lists temporarily. <laughs> Well, indeed, the um, deal that was done with the HSE to buy up 20% of the private hospital capacity 
actually finished in November. And the way a lot of the private hospitals did that so that it wouldn't impact on their more regular private patients, i.e. through the various health insurers, was to uh, run additional Saturday theatres and to actually do that on, on overtime. Now, the minister confirmed to me this afternoon that some of our public hospitals are beginning to start doing weekend week or weekend work. And um, that obviously will help, uh, you know, alleviate some of the pressures. But that deal finished at the end of November. And the minister had set a target during the year in, November, in June that the 75,000 people who are waiting for inpatient operations such as hips would be halved by the year end. Now, unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And the 300 million that he was setting aside for 2023. Uh, you know, the, the, the private sector saying they just haven't got the capacity uh, to use that. And the minister admitted recently that the uh, funds of 350 million uh, to tackle the waiting list um, won't be spent. So we do have a serious problem here, uh, Kieran. And the one aspect I think that I think all your listeners who are on public uh, waiting list for operations, that if you have been waiting a long time, that you do have a right to get that treatment under the cross-border care mm. where a number of people are going abroad now uh, to get their treatment without uh, much bother other than, I suppose, the inconvenience of having to travel and so on. But we're making very little progress on the waiting list. One in three people who don't have private health insurance are on some waiting list or other. And, you know, when you look at the private uh, people with private health insurance, there's very few that are actually and, waiting and that's the difference. And, and the can two. you remember, Stephen, an intervention that was successful, even relatively successful in terms of bringing down those waiting lists. And I'm not talking about those interventions whereby kind of letters were written out to people and if they didn't respond within kind of seven days yeah. of the date of the letter and they didn't get the letter till after oh, the seven yeah. days, they got kicked off waiting lists. That was yeah, nonsense. Yeah. That's happened more than once. Yeah, indeed. I, I, well, I think originally the plan for the National Treatment Purchase Fund was a success. I mean, certainly in the first couple of years, they had treated something like uh, 80,000 public patients that were on waiting lists had them uh, treated either within the public system or in the private sector. And we really were at a sort of an impasse now that there's staff shortages, which is really part of the problem in the public system. That, you know, you can spend, you can say you're going to spend a billion euro on providing extra beds and all sorts of promises. But if you can't get the staff to do it, you know, well, you could have all the money in the world and it's still not going to get one patient treated. So we have to really address the issues of, of, of um, supply. One private uh, hospital told me this afternoon that they have successfully recruited a, a neurologist from, from the States uh, to come back to Ireland. But that person would be working solely in, in the private system. So we have to ask ourselves, what was the deal there? What is actually, how did they actually secure that person in the private system? Because, you know, the public system is screening out for them, as, as uh, Dr. Duffy mentioned earlier on. All right. Well, listen, Stephen, we appreciate your time and thanks a million uh, for talking to us. Stephen McMahon is co-founder of the Irish Patients Association. And as you mentioned there, we did speak to Alona Duffy as well, the Monaghan-based uh, GP. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.